0: Before we get started, I want to talk about sponsors that help make this show possible. I've partnered with swimming companies that can serve our international audience. The Magic Five, custom-fitted goggles that are tailor-made for your exact face. You shouldn't feel like you're wearing any goggles. Use code BRETTHAWK20 at checkout to receive 20% off. Swim Angelfish. Receive the tools and skills needed to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory, and motor conditions with Swim Angelfish. Go to SwimAngelfish.com. Superior swim timing. Run a swim meet with ease from your laptop. SST is fully compatible with high-tech, Team Unify, as well as Colorado Dactronics and Amiga touchpads. Superiorswimtiming.com Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, at checkout. Destromachines.com
1: are you in need of a pace clock? Looking to finally upgrade those ancient analog clocks? The Swim Nerd Pace Clock is the most innovative digital pace clock. Go to SwimPractice.com to check it out.
0: Welcome to swimming's best talk show. Gonna learn all the things that Brett Hawk knows. As he has a chat with his guests about what it takes to to be the best but the sport's about more than just best times it's winning the battle against your mind so listen in and let's take a dive with brett hawk as we go inside all right man we're on david popovich welcome back to the podcast man how are you
1: good i'm good i'm relaxed and i'm uh i'm feeling good i had only one training today in the water i've been back from monday and uh I'm getting into the rhythm, you know, because, uh, yeah, I have to start back over now.
0: Well, so how long did you have off after Tokyo?
1: I had a total of three weeks. And Mm -hmm. so in the first week I came home, then I went uh, on holiday for about 10 days, and then I spent the rest of it uh, here with my friends in Bucharest.
0: Okay. Hey, do me a favor, just come a little bit closer, so... uh Yeah, I can hear you. Hear you just a little bit better. There we go. Perfect. So the holiday itself, you had this thing planned. You went away with your friends. It looked like you're at the beach, just enjoying life, right?
1: Yeah, I had to disconnect a little because yeah, it was a lot, but it was fun. But I had to disconnect. I mean, just to keep, I don't know, just to stay sane. You know? Mm. Yeah.
0: Is this the first? big kind of extended break you've had in a few years?
1: Yeah, I never stayed without swimming for this period of time, like three weeks. I've had vacations of a maximum of two weeks, 10, 14 days, three weeks. But again, it was different. I never had the Olympics. I never had back-to-back competitions like that, especially junior, um, junior Europeans and then the Olympics. Like It was different. And the break yeah. had to be different as well.
0: Was that difficult for you to kind of just turn off or was it overdue for you? You felt like you really needed this.
1: I felt like I really needed it. I mean, I've been feeling it since I was in Tokyo, but I couldn't really think about it because uh, I had to uh, to concentrate there, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I definitely felt it. I mean, I had to drag my uh, peak form from Rome on to Tokyo, and I managed to do that, sort of. That was the plan.
0: Yeah, that's something I wanted to talk to you about as well before we get into Tokyo, was certainly kind of the lead up to it and how you felt like it went, what, what was the planning for that and all sorts of things. But um, just straight off the bat, there's been some talk about you competing in the ISL, swimming for the New York Breakers. Mm-hmm. Did you sign with them? Are you doing this?
1: I will be doing it, yeah. I'm now leaving in a few days. Like for the first stage but i will be leaving for um the second and the third stage that if you will if we will qualify you know because it's not totally up to me and so if we will qualify i will uh compete in the second and third stage
0: okay i'm not i'm not familiar with the stages so when when exactly would you be leaving
1: so and i hope i'm not wrong because um I'm not really up to date with this, but I think I would be living on, um, somewhere around 12, 12th of November. And then I think I'll be staying for about two or three weeks in okay. Eindhoven for the semi-finals. That means the second stage. Right. And I think the finals are at the start of 2022 or, I, I'm, I don't even, I'm not really sure. Right.
0: Yeah, sure. Why did you decide yeah. to bypass stage one?
1: Because uh, stage one would begin um, in very few time, and so I still needed to get back on track, like from the holiday right. and everything, because yeah. uh, I started training only two days ago.
0: Right, sure. Yeah, I, I think there's actually a few people like that right now, but uh, a yeah, lot of them are in the
1: race. Yeah, I heard about Caleb as well, that he yeah. would do that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Is... I, I don't know much about your short course. Are you any good short course? It seems like the, the, the length of your stroke and the way you swim is not really suited for short course.
1: That's a question I have as well, but I guess we'll and we'll see. Because <laughs> I don't know. It will be a new experience. I swam short course before, of course, but only in domestic competitions, like only at Romanian national short course championships, you know? So I don't really know. But...
0: Were you drafted into New York Breakers or was it something you chose?
1: No, I was drafted. I was chosen from the pool of applicants or however it worked.
0: Are you happy with the, the draft? Are you happy to be swimming for them?
1: Yeah, sure. I would have been happy with literally any any team that would have picked me. And uh, because I wanted to participate, I heard a lot from Robert, Robert Glinta, Glintzer, uh, we call him. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a lot about ISL. I heard a lot about, How it is, the experience you get, the people you get to talk to, and the races you get to swim. And uh, it got me really fired up.
0: Right. Is your coach going to be accompanying you to the meets? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He will. Uh, I don't think I would have really accepted it if he wouldn't have been.
0: Right. Um, My next question then is, I don't know how much thought or contact you've had with possibly swimming in America. Does this forfeit your chances to compete and swim in the NCAA?
1: I had a lot of contact. Um, a lot of universities contacted me um, even before this whole ISL thing. And uh, I only found out that I probably probably couldn't do both, like, I don't know, um, a month ago or a couple months ago, before Rome, you know? So I was really stressed. I just found out oh, maybe I couldn't do NCAA and also ISL because still to that moment, I mean up to that moment, uh, NCAA was my main my main thing, and so um, I had to really think about it, talk to lawyers, talk to people who actually know the system, and it still isn't really really clear because of all the new rules, but it is entirely possible that I may never be able to compete in the NCAA, but uh, we'll talk about that later. That's a whole conversation as well.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, can you give us a, a clue of some of the schools that you're talking to right now that you're interested in?
1: Oh, a lot of them. Um, I talked to NC, Stanford, Cal, Texas, you name them. But uh, they're all very quality people. And um, yeah, they have the results. I mean, you, you can argue with that. And so that just proves their good coaches, good people, and it's a good environment.
0: So, in in this instance, then, it's definitely still a dream, maybe, to compete in the NCAA?
1: So-and-so, and I'm inclined more to a no, to be honest. Right. Because since I found out that uh, I probably couldn't do both, I just really thought to myself, David, what's up with all this NCAA stuff? like? is it really worth it for you? And I had to really reconsider my options because I was facing the decision to either do that or that, um, which I still don't know for sure, but anyways. yeah, um, I had to think of that and I came to the almost conclusion that it's working. Whatever I'm doing now, sorry, my battery, whatever I'm doing now, it's working, so how I'm working with my coach, I am working with all my team, how I get along with my family, my friends, the environment. What I see next to me, uh, what I have here is good for me. And so um, I think um, a coach from uh, the States, I don't remember what university he was from, he emailed uh, regarding this, he emailed me something. Yeah, we get that. If it, isn't, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Mm. And I think that really applies to the situation i find myself in.
0: right yeah i mean especially three years to paris now it's not like it's uh you know four years yes. it's a three-year cycle i mean you're on the up and up um, you're really honestly a, a global superstar in, in swimming terms right now i mean for me personally no one has ever come on my podcast and just exploded i, I was with you for nine minutes and that thing just went berserk so i mean everybody yeah, I like <laughs> thank you for that I appreciate it but uh, now listen I got some questions here from, from people I've kind of some friends of mine that uh, wants, want some answers here are you strictly freestyle do you swim other strokes are you looking to branch out in any other strokes any events or is it just freestyle
1: fun uh, funny thing when I was in Tokyo I saw Caleb I saw how he swam the hundred fly. And I was impressed of course like any other swimmer I saw Christoph, Christoph Milak as well and I, uh, more jokingly or not, I went to him and I was, uh, you think we could sometimes do, I mean, manage to get to 49 and 100 fly. Like, I'm just curious because you're the coach, you know, man And he was like, he sighed and you're going to give me a lot of work. And that was just it. So it's still a question mark. But
0: so flaw is definitely a possibility.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I hate training fly. <laughs> it's hard, of course. Like any other swimmer would say, but uh, I like swimming it in competition because I'm kind of fast at it. Uh, the freestyle work definitely helps because, like I said, I don't work a lot of uh, butterfly. At least not endurance. I work technique. Uh, we right. we actually work out all the strokes and we work out almost all the distances, um, up to the mile. Let's say the 15 meter, 1500 meters.
0: Yeah. It's an, Actually, it's an interesting point you brought up. Um, you know, you, you got to watch a lot of different swimming in um, Tokyo as well. Who was a couple of people that you were impressed with in the way that they competed?
1: Um, not necessarily, I mean, not only in the way that they competed, but uh, Brent Hayden. I met with him uh, at the cafeteria, and I went to him. He commented before on one of my, uh, I mean, some things posts related to me, so I knew he knew me. So I went to him like, what's up, man? You're a great inspiration. You're huge. And he was like, yeah, thank you. And then went on with his way and five seconds later, he came back. Wait, you're the Romanian guy, right? The fast kid. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, well, let's take a picture. I was like, you want to take a picture? No, I want to take a picture. And uh, we battled in compliments, you know, and he was a really, really nice guy. And plus a legend, I mean, he was before, and now he only grew that status in my eyes. Um, some other swimmers, Caleb. Caleb was extremely down to earth. I mean, at the 103, before, uh, I mean, at the um, preliminaries, yeah, I forgot the word. Uh, we were in the same heat, the last hit. I was on four. No, he was on four, I was on six. And he came to me and was like, yo, congrats, I saw you. Something like that. You have a bad future. I was impressed because he couldn't. I mean, if he wanted to, he couldn't have said he couldn't mm. forgive my English. Um, if he wanted to, he could have said nothing, you know, and just concentrate on his race. But he was just like a small gesture. But for someone um, who grew up looking up to these people, it's an it's an impulse, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two very good people. Brent Hayden, first-class man. I I competed against him myself, and uh, I I love the guy. Um, Uh, You're right with him. Um, Now, let's go back to just before Tokyo, before we kind of touch more on that. Um, How was the planning going in to, you know, this this double peaking? I mean, you you swam really fast, you know, before Tokyo, very very soon before Tokyo, and then you had to go to Tokyo. So how did you... And you actually swam faster in Tokyo in your 200 freestyle. So how were you able to, in a very short time, peak at this competition and then go on to Tokyo and peak again?
1: So to sort of um, build up this peak form, we had to work from a long time ago. That means, I think, and I hope I'm not wrong, from January, like from when the year started. Hmm. Um, From the first training, we had to work. We had a kind of a training camp. at our pool like 80 kilometers a week and so it was very difficult and so we trained but we trained for Rome because at that moment in January I I couldn't have known that I will qualify I mean I didn't know for sure and I had no guarantee of that and so I knew for sure I was qualified at the um, junior Europeans so we trained for that we trained so that, that my peak form will be achieved at Rome and We kind of just thought that, I I mean, hope that I could qualify. I know I could, but like I said, we had no guarantee. So I trained for Rome a lot, and I achieved my peak form there. So objective completed, but from Rome, I still, I qualified for Tokyo. And so I had to kind of, like I said, drag that peak form onto Tokyo. And so I managed to do that in the 200. Um, I managed to do it through a semi zen final. And, but from then on, I I felt tired. Like I'm not a robot, just like uh, Koleshnikov said in one of his interviews. It happens. And um, my objective was completed. I wanted to achieve an Olympic final. And so I did. I did too. And I even took fourth place. Um, two, three months before the Olympics, I wasn't even qualified in the 200. And so. Wow. Just managing to get fourth best in the world without being qualified two months ago before was just, I don't know, blew my mind.
0: Well, not only that, you you only just missed the medal by, uh, yeah. what, two, two one-hundredths minutes. of a second, you know. Uh, yeah. I think, let me see the time here. I had 144.68 and Sheffer was 144.66. So, six I mean, six, yeah. <laughs> amazingly close to the podium. Yeah. Uh, incredible um, swim.
1: Yeah, that's the thing I say to myself, if, um, let me just, um, turn the lights on. Sure, on here. go for it. All right? Because it's getting no kind of dark outside.
0: Yeah. Hope it works. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Right. There we go. Did you see me good? Yeah, much better.
1: All right, perfect. And so, uh, what, what did I want to say? Ah, yeah, uh, I, I said that to myself and I'm still saying this to myself now. Uh, maybe if I saw him... I, I like to think I could have probably beat him because I was on one and he was on eight. So there was no way for me to see him. I barely saw Dean and Scott who were, um, four and five, I think. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, he was better than me. I had a very, very good race, but still he was faster than me. So I guess I just have to learn, you know, not be upset about it because yeah, I mean, it was a huge, huge objective goal for me, like, we passed the object, objective by lot.
0: Sure, I mean, you swam the best time in Olympic final, not many people can say that, and uh, especially at, at, at your age, so incredible, but, so talk to me about this race specifically, what was going through your head in the ready room, what was going through your head behind the blocks? Hmm.
1: so a lot of people ask me what's my routine at, um the starting zone where, where you get called. You said the name, but yeah. I always forget it.
0: Yeah, like um, a cold room yeah, or a ready room.
1: cold room, yeah. yeah. I usually listen to music, actually, with these headphones. Um, I sometimes just stare at people, and sometimes I just uh, do some jumping jacks. Like, I don't have a set routine. Um, and, but now at Tokyo, I listen to some music. I stayed concentrated. I hyped myself up, and there was really just nothing going through my mind. I like to think that, whenever I'm in a very important moment in swimming, like a final or a very important race, um, I don't think about stuff anymore. The stuff is done. I just focus. Like, the training is done. There's nothing you can do to it anymore. The preparation is done. And at the blocks, um, I have my lane. Like I'm not looking at other people. And even if I'm looking, I'm not actually even if I'm seeing, I'm not actually looking. I'm not processing that information. It's just me, a blank noise in my ears, and uh, and focus and the visualizing I've done before the
0: race. What about in a two hundred? It's very important to get that first fifty right, where you don't overswim it, you don't you don't underswim it, where you you know, give too far fu- too much away. So in that first fifty, or maybe even in right before you start. What are you thinking there that helps you get on the correct pace that you want?
1: I think I wanted with my coach to go uh, 24, 5, I think. Um, I don't know, Just that just comes naturally. Like, the first 50 was never a struggle for me, at least not in the 200. At the 100, I still have to get it better. But in the 200, at least for now, I did it just as when, Like, I went out fast. I came back fast and then went all out that was the little strategy for it but we had the times written down um i did a personal best by a lot and we just stick to the plan and it worked just um it's just a way to show how well our chemistry works mine and my coaches i mean our chemistry
0: yeah did you feel that lane one was an advantage or disadvantage for you in that Olympic final?
1: I guess it kind of was an advantage because, um, in the 200, you don't feel any waves. So the, the lane, um, like with the waves, it doesn't really matter, but because I wasn't on one when I was breathing on my right side, which I breathe on always on the 200 and the hundred, I was on the last uh, last 50 and so I was breathing on my right and I could see almost the whole pool. Like I was seeing uh, Martin Malutin, the Russian guy next to me. I was seeing Idine, I was seeing Scott, I was seeing the Korean guy. Um, but I wasn't seeing the Brazilian guy because he was just a little bit too far away. Mm. And But it helped me because um, in that moment it, it's just who is the hungriest will win. There's nothing more to it. Like. Who is more determined and ready for it in the moment? You know.
0: You mentioned the Korean guy. A lot has been made about him, um, Sun Woo Hang, in comparison to you. A lot of people are comparing the two of you. You think it's a fair comparison because maybe your age and the events you swim. Do you know much yeah. about him?
1: Um, not much. Far from what we talked to, and we didn't talk about a lot. But. Yeah, we swim the same events. We have almost the same times. And he's almost as young as me. He's um, He's getting out of, yeah, he's 18. He's getting out of his juniors now, I mean, next year. Um, So I think it's a fair comparison and I'm sure he'll be a great adversary in the future. Yeah, it seems
0: like you guys have got a lot of races. Yeah, a lot of races ahead of you together. Uh, He's a little bit shorter than you. I think 6'1". So. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, but he was cool. He yeah. was, we, were at the, um, we were in the call room and, you know, like I said, I was just staring at people. I just wanted to see how they, I, I don't know, I was just looking around. I wasn't quite thinking. So I was yeah. staring around and I saw him and he was like, I was hey. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, let's swim fast.
0: And well, you're only point 0.4 off the gold medal. Uh, were you surprised that Tom Dean won the gold medal or that wasn't a surprise for you?
1: Um, not quite a surprise. I mean, I knew he was determined and, um, yeah, I thought there was a flight. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised that he won it. he deserved it. He's young as well. What is he 19, 20 or am I wrong?
0: Yeah, I think he's, I think he's about 20. yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's young as well. I think he deserved it, but, uh, I have a picture with him. I mean, one of our photographers took it, I think and there is me and tom after we got out of the pool out of the final and i was congratulating him all the cameras were on him and so i was next to him and there is it's a really nice shot i think i'll post it one day and i just like to think of it as a uh, olympic champion and future olympic champion
0: <laughs> there we go. i like that man yeah. what about your warm up for the 200 can you talk me through specifically what you do for warming up for your 200
1: um you mean the warm up in the pool like what i do before yeah um i don't know it was quite simple i did a um say 100 meter freestyle 100 meters medley 200 uh sculling um just some underwaters a little bit then some progressive 50s and then some um warm down i mean it's quite easy but those progressive 50s alongside with the sculling are really what get me going because it's kind of a progression and you have to get activated. I mean, that's the science my coach has to think about. You know, I don't really stress about it because I just have to swim.
0: So for your 200, what is it, about a a 1,200, 1,500, something like this? Um,
1: No, I, I think even shorter. No. Oh, really? It's maximum 600 meters, I think. That's it. 700. Yeah, like yeah. like I told you, like two hundred warm up, two hundred sculling, some underwater,s and four progressive fifties, and then some two hundred one. We oh, keep so it simple because we believe in this principle that uh, that I'm already loaded. Like I have it in me, and uh, the training is done, the visualization is done, um, because we work on that as well and I've gone through all the, the nerves. I just have to get my muscles going, get activated, and then put it all into perspective, swimming.
0: What do you mean by visualization? What do you, what do, you do for visualization?
1: Literally sit in a bed, um, lights off, eyes closed, door locked. Um, I just like to know that no one can come, like right when I'm in the, that moment. And uh, I just think about the race. Like this is something Phelps has talked a lot of, has talked a lot of. Um, Something that my coach taught me from when I was little, like taught us all of his kids. It's just if you can manage to imagine the moment properly with all the details, um, there's no way you can fail. Uh Can you still hear me? Ah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And so I just think of how the how the blocks will feel how will they sound how will the floor be um, just how my name will be heard in the arena how the crowd will cheer even though it was a very small crowd composed of only swimmers and coaches um, I still imagine the roaring crowd that the olympics would give me in a normal way but the pandemic kind of blew that but from every little detail because if you can manage to do that, you can swim your own race. Like, no need to look at anyone else.
0: Wow, that's that's great detail. And then it's usually a much more experienced athlete who has a grasp of that. So to, to have that at a young age is um, a huge advantage for you. Obviously, it's working. Were there any surprises at all uh, for at least the 200 freestyle? I mean, you've, you've visualized this, you've heard it, you felt it, you smelt it then you go out and execute were were there any surprises i just
1: knew i was going really fast like on the first 50 and on the third one when i had um the people right next to me because uh when i was swimming on the i was swimming on my right side and so i was very close to the edge of the pool and so i was seeing all the photographers i was seeing the crowd the americans they were a lot and i just thought of myself when i saw the photographers oh I know I'm going fast. they're probably taking some pictures of me as well. and I just remembered of the people at home watching me who who woke up, a lot of people who woke up at 4am to watch me. and so that really pushed me and made me even hungrier like I was going fast, but that gave me a boost, you know so right. that was the that was what I was thinking. There were no surprises. I went in I did my race. I felt very good. And when I saw that I took fourth place, I was like, "Okay, fourth place—that's very good." And then I looked at—I uh, saw the difference between me and the third one. I saw, okay, to one hundred, and I said to myself, uh, "Okay, maybe, maybe an Olympic medal was, was maybe just too much." And uh, yeah, I just thought of myself that next time will be gold at the Olympics. There's no. There's no doubt about that. So maybe a fourth place for now is just exactly what I needed.
0: Well, I think I I think I sent you a message that uh, Peter Van En Hugenban in his first uh, Olympics in '96 finished fourth in the 200, and then uh, went on to to get victory at his next Olympics in the 200. So I I, I don't doubt that uh, that the future maybe looks very good for you too.
1: Maybe history will be made again, or at least repeated.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, listen, the 100, though, so, look, it's hard to say it was a disappointing uh, performance. You you finished uh, in the final, seventh place, I believe. You just didn't swim your best time in that final. And you talked about fatigue. Was that something that you definitely felt leading into that final?
1: Um, like, one thing, I I felt fast, like, in the preliminaries, the semis, and the final. Um, The times said otherwise, like compared to what I knew I could do. But I just had to attribute something. I mean, because I felt fast, I was kind of confused at first. I asked my coach, but what's happening? I'm feeling really good and I only did a 48-8 or whatever I did in the preliminaries. 47-8, sorry. And he was like, it's normal. He didn't want to tell me, he didn't want to tell me then that I was tired so that not to influence me or anything but mm. um after we were all done he said to me like not to panic not to think of anything bad it's normal i was just tired. it was my first back-to-back competitions and uh i had to go through this so that next time i'll be stronger for this right but yeah they just uh, there's a lot of mosquitoes here sorry that's why i'm my head all around.
0: <laughs> that's all right. not going crazy i wanted
1: to be on the balcony i feel better here
0: Okay. Was there a difference in the feeling before the race between the 200 and the 100 in, in terms of the tension, anxiety in the call room or anything like that?
1: No, I actually felt more prepared in the 100 as well because I was kind of more confident in it, knowing it was uh, theoretically my best event, or at least until then. So I felt really good again. I, uh, even in the water, I felt really good but uh, it was a new feeling. I still was confused after I finished. Okay, I finished almost last with this time. Weird, because I I thought I went out fast and I came back very fast. But time said otherwise, and apparently it's kind of normal. I mean, my coach uh, taught me now everything about it.
0: Did you feel the waves in in this race, in the final, in Olympic 100 meter final, is big, big waves?
1: Hell yeah! <laughs> um, in the in the preliminaries, I totally forgot about them. Like um, we thought about it, we said there will be waves for sure. There will be ways, Like those are huge people, um, Caleb Miresi and everyone that was near me, Maxime Grusel. And um, at the preliminaries, I just forgot about them and they shocked me. Um, when I first came out for the second fifty, I was like shit, these are waves. Um, I wasn't really prepared for them because I forgot. In the semis, we went, okay, let's do a strategy, try and stick to the, the lane from where the waves are coming from. Like, you know, just like Jason Lee did. Um, yeah. When he won that uh, legendary relay. Um, and so I tried doing that and it was, again, a complete failure. Like I was hitting Miresi, he didn't even feel it. Like I was, hey, did you feel me hit you? I hit you and the lane and everything. He was like, nah, I didn't feel it. Of course he didn't, you're huge. Um, (laughs) And so I hit that, it was a fail. And then in the final we went, okay. He told me that my coach, Adrian, you're doing your race, swim in the middle, swim how you know it. Don't try and do any fancy strategies because we really haven't worked them out perfectly yet. So, because I wasn't very prepared for it so i swam my race i tried and um avoided the waves as much as i could um and it was better than the semis for sure but i still have to learn how to get past them or who knows learn how to make them and make everyone's lives harder
0: (laughs) yeah definitely uh you you want to do that make make the waves don't uh try and deal with them so um Is it still a struggle for you to get out at the at the at the top end speed, you know, like Caleb, Caleb gets out real fast and and puts puts a body length on people and and you're you're feeling that wave if you're anywhere near him? Mm-hmm. Is it still difficult for you to hit that first 50 speed?
1: Um on the first 50 you don't feel the wave. You feel the wave only, I mean, based off on, off of my speed and his speed like mm-hmm. I would feel the wave only at um before the turn and when I get out. Like, those are the most important moments. And, um, yeah, he's a VO2 machine, Caleb. Like, he can get, he can go very fast. But unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for me, he comes back slower. Like, he manages to go out very fast because that's what he's best at. Um, And, I mean, it's a very good recipe. The times are amazing. 47.0. 47.0. No. But uh, I think that in the future, if I manage to get, and I will manage to get faster on the first 50, it's just a matter of time. Um, 47.0. No, we have bold plans. I'm not going, I'm not going to go more into details.
0: Well, I can imagine the bold plans. I mean, you're already 47.3. That's anything beyond that is bold. So it's quick, but uh, would you rather be, if you had a choice, would you rather be out in 22 or back in 23 yeah, not both <laughs> yeah not I mean, for real sure. yeah sure definitely for, real for you
1: yeah <laughs> i mean that's at least uh, that's a thought you know yeah. that's something we've uh, thought about a little like for now we we take little steps but those little steps will bring us one day to this this, is back uh, in twenty three uh, a
0: reality? Is it? Is that a possibility? That, you know, no one's done it. No one's come back in twenty three. But is it? Is it real? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Play that simple. It is like uh, I think Kyle Chalmers, I mean, for sure he has the, the fastest uh, second split. He has twenty four one. I think he did in the Olympics. No. Um. And I think I'm second or third, if I know right. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but. That's what I think um, so yeah when I heard that I was uh, amongst the top three best uh, like all time second split I was like okay but that wasn't I can do better I can do a 23 like it's just um, it's not arrogant if you can prove it you know sometime sure. oh, in yeah. the future
0: absolutely absolutely were you surprised that the world record wasn't broken in this event particularly
1: in in the 100 you mean yeah Mm -hmm. um there was a lot of speculation like in the role of swimming that okay Dressel will beat it chalmers will beat it some lunatics were saying popovich will beat it um (laughs) and i was like yeah okay thank you but let's just let's just focus on what's real at least for now let's dream bigger when i'm ready again you know yeah. um but it was just a gut feeling i didn't think it will be broken like there's no one um that's gotten i mean except caleb and uh kyle there was no one who's gotten close to it like it's a very hard time scissors yeah it was very fast That's that's just it yeah I, go. I just did think best. it will be broken not now soon
0: yeah. Well, is this, I mean, you've just started back training, the new season. Have you talked about future plans yet, or is this something, as the season goes, you start to talk about?
1: Um, we're just starting to talk about plans, like what competitions are next, um, how we're going to treat uh, gym sessions, cryotherapy sessions, when are going to tra- talk to our nutritionist, and we're just putting it on paper for now, we, we're not rushing. Um there's ISL, there's um world short course, there's European short course. Um we have some interesting interesting stuff coming. And so we're just starting it out, like taking it small steps because there's absolutely no rush.
0: Yeah. Have you done an assessment with your coach on last season? Have you been able to sit and talk about the things that went well, the things you want to improve? Has, has that happened?
1: Um, the things that went well. Well, um, I think we kind of talked that and went through that like on the way. After Rome, um, he already told me what I've done good, what I've done bad, what I can improve, what was perfect, yeah um and in tokyo as well we had plenty of time when the competition ended to talk about things um and yeah then after we just enjoyed our um, our holidays cuz we both needed
0: them yeah yeah and now you're back back into it uh, let me ask you a couple of other questions what's your favorite freestyle drill
1: favorite freestyle drill okay so I think the most um, important one, or at least for me, and I I know a lot of swimmers will relate to that. Um, there's a variation of sculling. So you know, it's the normal sculling, like you do mm-hmm. like this. I look like an idiot right now, but I'm just trying to <laughs> show it to people. Um, you just start off from here and do it like this, you know, and then mm-hmm. you come back, so like this, and then go back. Right. I just think that's that's very important. And really helps me. I do it a lot before my hundreds and two hundreds, um, in events, I like meet, sorry. And my favorite drill, I really don't know. I, I just like swimming uh, the normal freestyle. <laughs> I'm simple.
0: Do you train with a snorkel on very much?
1: No, not really. I mean, I train, but when I do kicking,
0: oh, with, just because
1: the... it's easier for me. No.
0: Yeah. What about uh, for, for just some just some basic times? I mean, do you do a hundred kick for Tom or two hundred kick for Tom or anything like that? What's your best?
1: Oh, I suck at kicking. <laughs> I'm not good at kicking, I'm not good at pulling like with a pull boy or how's it called? I have no idea how it's called in English. The yeah, thing that's you right. put Yeah, oh right. boy. The thing that floats. Boy, yeah. Um I suck at them. I don't even know my times, but <laughs> Uh, we're trying to improve that all the time, like at every training. And I want to improve that as well. Like when I combine them alongside with my technique, efficiency and whatever else, else there is, um, very fast freestyle comes out. Ben, but when I do it separately, I, I'm i kind of bad at it. But <laughs> I just imagine like to think about what would happen if, uh, if I manage to perfect those. Because uh, then when I'll put them all together, I think a machine could come out without sounding too metaphorical.
0: What about this? Uh, A lot of people love to hear the the best set you've ever done. Can you give us one set that is a favorite of yours?
1: Um, I thought you may ask me that. Um, I haven't thought of a favorite set of mine, but I will shortly. But I'll tell you a very hard set of ours. Um, I don't know if my coach invented it. I think he did because he has a name for it. (laughs) <laughs> and call this the he calls it a Chernobyl, uh, Chernobyl pyramid, you know, yeah. Chernobyl from Ukraine. Yeah. And um, it goes like this um, it's a hundred all out, I mean, not all out, but it's VO2 max. Right. It's a hundred VO2, hundred easy, 200 VO2, hundred easy, 300 VO2 hundred easy, and it goes like this till the 500 VO2, hundred easy, and then descending five times 100 VO2 um 100 easy two times 200 you 200 easy and it descends up to the hundred which is an all-out 100 oh wow and so that's a very hard one and uh the last time i did it um i think it will be the last time forever but the last time i did it um i had covid and i didn't know and so i had some best times i uh, i did very good at it um, and when I finished the training, I was feeling really, really bad. Like, I didn't know I was sick, uh, I had COVID. And so, I just associated the pain with, uh, the, I associated the fever I had and everything with the feeling of getting out of that main set, you know? <laughs> so, I took a, I took something for my head and then it went to, it disappeared, the fever and everything. And I was like, yeah, that was it. I don't have anything, I'm not sick. And then, uh, later that day I had a fever again and everything and yeah, I tested and I was positive, but I'm just really proud of myself because I managed to do some very good times being sick.
0: Wow. He gave you the Chernobyl set while you had COVID. That's, uh, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Man.
1: And, yeah I mean, he didn't know that. I didn't know that, yeah. but uh, it was a very tough period. A few days back from that or a few days after that I had, a. Uh, 10 times 400 medley and oh not some days after that because i had COVID. some days before that yeah
0: 10 times but, 400 i am
1: yeah it happens <laughs> oh wow it's bad it's bad it hurts uh i'm sure yeah i mean i know folks did a lot of these or at least i've read uh but it hurts but yeah, but Phelps, four
0: hundred, IM it. and world record holder in the four hundred, IM, That's that's not you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> I don't like the 400 and for the record, I don't like it. It's hard, but uh, I think I'll try and do it sometimes for fun, and if I manage to do an okay time, um, it's just kind of letting all the gates open.
0: Oh, with, wow. uh,
1: with my um, how's it called? strokes strokes and distances because there's a lot of coaches and people in general in the world of swimming who says "Oh, so, oh, so you specialize now you're a 200 free seller and 100 free seller that's what you want to do yeah but i mean don't limit yourself to that right let's try some butterfly let's try some backstroke let's try some let's try some medley let's try 400 who knows
0: what's your worst stroke breaststroke
1: yeah how'd you guess that yeah oh, well uh,
0: you mentioned flying back, and I know you're good at free. <laughs> if you don't mention breaststroke, then you you, know, you don't love it.
1: I managed to do it in the 200 IM. I had a I have a 2:01, I think, in the 200 IM. So it's a decent time, which would have gotten probably fourth at the Junior Europeans. I mean, in the 200 and in the 400 medley, I managed to do it, but by itself, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. What about this? What about your favorite sprint set for the 100? Um,
1: for the 100. So we have, a, um, we have a 50 from the blocks. And we have to mimic the, the first 50 of the 100. Mm-hmm. And then I think I have a, some rest, like a length rest. And then 150 all out, and I have to mimic the second 50 of the hundred, mm-hmm. and then again one leg, one leg rest, and then one more second 50, I like the second back half mm-hmm. of it. And I think we did this four times, and it's really hard. But if I manage to go under, I don't know, under my best time on that, I know I'm prepared for any meet that's coming because we usually do this set before. Uh, like in an important training period
0: right in practice Maybe that's... What, could, what could you what are you holding off the blocks and what are you holding from push i have no idea what that means you have to simplify. I... <laughs> in this in this set so you said you do a 50 from the blocks first 50 of the 100 what times are you going in that in the in the workout
1: wait, wait a second my um your headphone's done. This is disconnected, but I'll hear you from this.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Yeah.
1: If you can hear me, that's okay with me.
0: No problem. So, first 50, what are you going in that?
1: Um, I don't even know. I haven't done it. I think I go, I think like in, uh, add it up. I think I could go. Now we find training like a 46. Oh wow. Yeah. Like overall. Like if I had a yeah, if I had to calculate.
0: Yeah.
1: But we we also do two hundreds, like two hundreds decomposed. Right. Um, like a fifty from the blocks and then three fifties uh from the water. And there I even managed to go a one forty one oh at one point. Like two hundred at the interval is uh one minute. And so add it up one forty one.
0: So you go four fifties on a minute and add it up. Well, you do that with a suit on?
1: No, no, I, I usually never train with my suit. Sometimes, very rarely, but no, Mm. this set, I, I done it. When I went this time, I done it two times. First was one forty one seven, And the second one, I really pushed myself like nearly vomiting, but some sets are like this. Um, and I went up one forty one oh, but yeah, I mean, there's some things you have to be willing to do.
0: Just it doesn't just seem like there's all- many people in the world that think the, the 200 freestyle world record can be broken apart from you, you. I feel like you feel like this thing can be broken, right?
1: Yeah, it is very hard. I'm not saying that. I personally think it, it's the most, uh, it's the hardest world record, like out of all the events. Um, maybe... Phelps is uh, 400 I am maybe becomes near a bitter months uh, bitter months 200 um I think it's doable yeah yeah I just think it's doable but again we need some time and we need and I said that before and I really like the expression uh, we need time uh, patience and passion and we have we have them all me and my team you know?
0: Do you have any training partners? Is there anyone in your squad that can hang with you in practice?
1: Um, I train with some people. I don't train alone. Um, When I had to train for the Olympics, I trained alone, because there was no one swimming my events from my country. So there are periods where where I have to swim alone. Um, And even when I have some training partners, if we have some freestyle sets, uh, I have to go in the front. if i want to go fast there's um not anyone who can hang onto me i don't i'm hesitant because i don't want to sound arrogant i don't like saying that i'm fast but it's just the truth there's not really anyone that hangs with me but um there are some sets some longer sets like 400s 800s where um some colleagues like really push me mm. and so i admire them for that
0: Who's your favorite training partner? Give them a little shout-out. Okay, I'll give him a shout-out.
1: I didn't want to say his name earlier, but I will. Um, So, Vlad, there's this guy, Vlad. He's 2005. Very Slavic name, I know. He's 2005. And, I don't know, at Rome, he qualified in the final for the 800, I think. I mean, yeah, I know that. And in training, when we have some longer sets, like I really he, he's just near me, he's at my shoulder, and I just think that I have that capacity that uh, Robert Finke, or how's his name pronounced, has, Fink. Yeah, Fink. Fink. Sorry, um, Robert Fink. Like if I wouldn't know how to sprint on the last hundred or the last fifty, maybe he'd beat me. So he's a fast guy and. Whenever I train with him, uh, yeah. Oh, that's good.
0: All right, Vlad. Keep, Keep it up, Vlad. Come on, man. Push him, push him. Yeah. <laughs> Is this something you feel like you may want more of in the future? More training partners? Is it necessary for you? Or are you okay not having that?
1: So I kind of found a lot of advantages um, with usually training all by myself because I don't usually train with him. And when I train with him, um, there's, it's, it's the long sense that we really push ourselves with. Um, and when I don't train with him or someone like him, um, I usually swim alone, which is most of the time. I hope I didn't repeat myself. And I found some advantages, like in Rome. In Rome, I didn't really have any competition in the 100 or 200. And so I managed to go very fast um, alone. Like, I had no one to look in the front and to motivate me. It's different swimming alone. I'm sure you know that. Than mm. from swimming with uh, partners. Like, in a meet, in a race, you're more motivated when there's more people. And so, being able to train alone and managing to do that well really helped me mm. in uh, the situation that Rome was. And will help me in the future. If, uh, if it happens again, like, if I... Participate, someone, and I don't really
0: have any competition. Yeah. What about this? Uh, I, I had a lot of compliments from your first, you know, nine minutes that we spoke of how composed you were, how intelligent thinking you are, and, and how mature you are for your age, how um, you know, how respectful you are of of you know your your, compo- your your opponents, all that sort of stuff. So, but is it frustrating for you at times to to know where you're you're going? I mean, are you in a rush or are you okay being where you are, but knowing where you're headed? So,
1: like I said, we took it, we take it very simply and slowly. We take very little steps. We improve at every training with you. And so just based off comments and everything, everything that's ever been said nicely about me from the world of swimming and not only, I thank you, I thank all. Um, but I usually tend not to read all of these because, yeah, there's no need for me to read, like, I leave it, I leave them to, to other people who want to read them. And so, to answer your question properly, I'm not in a rush. I have all the time in the world and I, I can't stress this enough.
0: Excellent. Good, good answer, man. What about, um, are you finished with high school or are you still going with that and, if you do end up staying at home, do you intend to study in university or anything?
1: Um, I have two more years of high school. Okay. okay, I have the 11th and 12th grade left. I'll start in September. That's how it is around here. Um. So I'll have those, and then uh, I'll have to think. Well, I have to think for. I mean, from before when I finish high school, but. I'll have to think if I want to stay in Romania, I want to stay in Europe, or I want to go wherever. But for now, and what I think, I mean, what I incline most to, I think I'll stay here because, um, like I said, I have it, I have it all for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure some people, some colleagues of mine, I and mean, athletes in general would probably do better in the U.S. or Australia or England or wherever, um, but for me and from my own personal experience and uh, movement throughout my little career that has started so far and that that will go on i'm good so far and i think i'll stick with it
0: right yeah well two two years is still a fair amount of time for to finish high school sure. as well yeah so that's good um all right well i think that's about it do, do you have a favorite podcast that you listen to that's not swimming do you do you listen to anything like that
1: no, I mean, I, I do, but um, I just turn them on, 10-15 minutes go out. I mean, if they're not related to swimming, which I know a lot of and like to hear about. But um, I usually just turn them on and I get very bored. Like, even if it's a very interesting subject, which I'm passionate about, if it's not really swimming, I can't really um, relate to it. And I just get kind of bored. I like podcasts. I like the idea the idea in general and uh, I'm sure some people would get bored of me talking as well, whether it be swimming or whatever else, but I want to go on podcasts they're interesting and it's not just an interview with basic questions and curiosities, it's it's
0: a discussion you know yeah yeah well i've I've enjoyed this in in terms of your stature back home has it changed for you are you are you a superstar back home now do you do people recognize you walking down the street or anything like that
1: i took two ubers today um one to the gym and one from uh to come back from the gym and they both recognize me <laughs> um it's it's fun i mean i enjoy it um, some people just stare on the street like some are i know this guy where do i know him from some are, I know this guy, but I don't want to get talking to him with him. And some are just like straight up applauding in the middle of the street. And I appreciate all of them. And if you ever see me on the street or wherever, just say hi, just you know, wave.
0: <laughs> there we go. That's a good one, man. Well, get used to it. You're gonna have a lot more applauding in the in the few years coming up. So
1: yeah, it comes with it.
0: Yeah well um one other thing i just wanted to talk about i'm wearing this uh kobe bryant kind of mamba mentality and i've heard that your mental strength is is very good and obviously you've got composure do you work on any type of mental training no i just go with the flow
1: like if you're not considering visualization a type of mental training which is which it actually is if we're yep. being honest. Um, but apart from that I don't think there's anything I do in particular I just it's how how I was, how I was born how I was educated, educated the people I have around me the things I've learned from my coach um, and my coaches Dryland, and everything um, and yeah there are some personalities I uh, get some of my um, not really expressions but mental states from and Kobe is one of them like, um, when I was at Rome, I saw a video of him, I didn't know it, before then. He won an important game, or something like that. I don't really know a lot about NBA, sorry. And he won an important game, and he was at an interview, and the interviewer was, uh, um, you just won by Villarreal. How come aren't you happy? You don't look satisfied. What's up with it? I'm sure you know it, the interview. It's famous. It's iconic. Yeah. How come you aren't happy? Job's not done. Job's not finished. Why would I be happy? And I I really related to that uh, after Rome because I really exploded in the world of swimming and mass media from home and news and everything because Romania isn't such a big country, you know? And uh, I really exploded. And I just had to think to myself that I have to stay low. Not like I said in Rome when we had the ten-minute interview as well. Not get lost in the ante- attention and keep my head on, uh, on my shoulders, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah, I, I admire Kobe.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, man, I've appreciated. Larry, doing this.
1: Sorry, sir, and for any other NBA uh, enthusiasts, I also like Larry Bird.
0: Oh, Larry Bird. Okay, Celtics fan as well. Yeah, Larry's pretty good. Um, but look, uh, like I said, man, I really appreciate the time and energy for this. Uh, thank you again. Um, I loved it. I, I just love getting to know you. I think you're a star now, but you're certainly going to be a superstar of the future. So um, keep doing what you're doing, man. And if you ever need anything from my end, feel free to ask, but uh, we'll, we'll keep following you, okay?
1: Sure. Yeah, it was my pleasure.
0: Thank you. Thanks, David. All right. Take care, man. Bye. 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 So the magic five custom swim goggles. Now I got to tell you, I really love these things. I did the scan. I got the magic five app and I held up my phone to my face. It took a scan of my face within 10 seconds. It shoots it off, gets processed. And within a couple of weeks, I get these brand new goggles that are custom fit to my face. No leaks. The gasket fits perfectly around my eyes. i got to tell you, these things look beautiful. They're, they're good-looking goggles. They're super clear. I can see out of the peripheral. Everything is as I would want it. Custom fit. Use code brethawk 20 to get 20% off your own pair of custom fit Magic 5 goggles. These things are incredible. I highly recommend them all strokes breaststroke backstroke butterfly freestyle perfect fit to your face get yourself a pair today